Well, it's good to see so many folks today. Uh, First Pres, for my 10 years here, preaching from time to time at Lunch with Lesson was one of my favorite activities. So I enjoyed being here, and I, I miss seeing you. I need to come over more on Wednesdays, don't I? But Aaron Dereshaw is a, an intern with us. He'll be an intern through July this year for a year. He's a graduate of Georgia Southern, and then this fall he's going to go to Reform Seminary in uh, Atlanta. He's going to stay in Macon, but he's going to enroll in seminary and uh, looking to enter into the gospel ministries. So Aaron is a young man that we've enjoyed having. Uh, he's worked with men. He's worked with our children. He's worked wherever we've asked him to work. He's just been a delight to know and to meet. And we think that he and Vivian Dereshaw and the, on staff here are related. So, <laughs> and I want to introduce Aaron. Darren, why don't you, Aaron, Darren, I keep coming. Aaron, why don't you come forward? And I want to say all those strong tower people, wave your hand to everybody and say hello. There are a lot of folks from Strong Tower that, amen, that Aaron has been working with and wanted to come. Of course, Sarah's here. And Coleman is here on his spring break. He's been working with us. <clears throat> in the neighborhood in Pleasant Hill this week, so he's here today too. But let me lead in prayer again. And Aaron, God bless you. Uh, we have enjoyed you and, and, and looking forward to you opening the word to us. Father in heaven, we thank you for this young man. We thank you for Christ. We thank you for grace. We thank you for salvation by faith alone. And be of the word this morning. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon. All right. I was trying to think about you know, what I would what I would say here. What would be relevant for everybody to hear? And as I thought about it, I thought about this question: What is the business of the Christian faith? What what is it about? How do you live as a Christian? What how do we pursue growth as a Christian? How do we pursue maturity as a Christian? And uh, from what center, uh, this is the question, from what center should the Christian life be moving outward? What, what is that about? And as I think about that question, um, I become more singularly minded in my understanding to the answer to that question. I think more and more that what's chiefly important about being a Christian is getting the gospel right. It's really just all about getting the gospel right. And that's not... That's not anything too particularly profound or nuanced or insightful. Um, most of you know that, and you can, you can say that. The, the gospel is what, what's important. But as basic as that might be, it's easy to not live your life that way. It's easy to live your life day in and day out as if other things were what's important, as if other things were going to be um, what helps us get by in this Christian walk. And it's, and it's not. The gospel is of chief and central importance. And I feel somewhat justified in thinking that way because I feel that Paul thinks that way. When he writes his letter to the Corinthians, his first letter, he says, towards the end, that he preached to the Corinthians that which was of first importance, namely that Christ died for our sins. It's the gospel. It's as simple as you can get it. Christ died for our sins. Um, so I, what I really want to do today is just offer some perspective that will help remind us and encourage us to keep that gospel central. That's all, that's all I really want to do. And I want to do that by looking at Romans chapter 16. 
Boom. Don't get there. Give you a second to turn there. I really, really like this book. I really like this letter uh, to the Romans. And one of the reasons is for what Paul says at the end of the book. After everything that Paul says throughout these 16 chapters about the righteousness of God, and justification by faith, and um, the law, and, and grace, and all the stuff he says, he gets to the end, and he says, and now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel, and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. The first thing that I want to, I just want to notice just three things uh, about this, um, just basic, simple things. And the first thing is just Paul's focus. Um, I think a way we can be reminded that the gospel is central is that Paul's focus at the end of the letter is God. In God's glory. He says, now to him. And that's what's important. And I like, uh, there's a theologian named Leon Morris. And in his uh, commentary on the book of Romans, he says this. God is the most important word in this epistle. Romans is a book about God. No topic is treated with anything like the frequency of God. Everything that Paul touches in this letter, he relates to God. In our concern to understand what Paul is saying about righteousness and about justification and the like, we ought not to overlook his tremendous concentration on God. There is nothing like it elsewhere. And I I like that Leon Morris noticed that because I think that's what Paul is wanting to say here. Living this doxological life, having everything... Focus towards the glory of God. To him, that's where the focus should be, chiefly. And he says that um, as he gets to the end, to the only wise God be glory forevermore. And the reason I want to notice this first is because it can be easy, you know, with the, the routines of life and the difficulties that we have in life and even the joys that we have in life, the focus can be turned elsewhere, typically ourselves. And everything else that's going on, we can forget that life is mainly about getting to God. It's what the, um, the Westminster writers say when they say that the chief end of man is to glorify God. So that's where we want to go. That's the first thing I want to notice. That the goal of our lives is about giving glory to God. And, I don't know, sometimes for me personally, when I think about that, I just don't, I sometimes I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with that. Life is about glorifying God. What, what am I supposed to do with that? And selfishly, sometimes I think, well, what's in that for me? Um, that might be selfish. What, what's in that for me in God's glory? Um, but what Paul says, out of all the things he could say, he says, now to him, it's God-focused, it's God-word, 
But what does he choose to say about God? To him who is able to strengthen you, according to the gospel. So in other words, we're benefited in God's glory. In seeking God's glory and focusing on God's glory, there we find our being strengthened. So it's not this disconnected um, a life that's just kind of, it bears down on you, it's kind of boring, it's kind of dull, and everything is about my duty to glory to God. I'm, I'm here all the time, glory to God, glory to God. You're strengthened in that. You find your strength in God's glory. And I think that's what Paul's saying when he says, he's able to strengthen you according to the gospel. But then he moves through it and he says, well, what is the gospel? It's, it's something that was held mystery for long ages, but now it's been revealed. Um, it was uh, disclosed through the prophetic writings. It's according to the eternal command of God. But then he says, but it's to bring about the obedience of your faith. So that's where your strength is. So in seeking God's glory, we're strengthened in that we get obedience, produce, faith that produces obedience. And that's what the strength is. Living a fruitful Christian life. So we have God's glory, the first thing I want to notice, living toward, for his glory. The second thing is we're strengthened in his glory. It's a good thing to be seeking that. Obedience, joy-producing faith, which comes to the glory. And then... Uh, the last thing that I want to see, and I said, well, why is the gospel so important? Why is it of chief importance? It's because the way that God is glorified and the way that we're strengthened gets back to the gospel. It all comes back to the gospel. It's what ties those things together. Um, I guess the way I have it here is the gospel is the avenue through which both of my first two points are accomplished, namely... God is glorified through the gospel, and we're strengthened through the gospel. Um, and so then what is the gospel? It's back what we said in 1 Corinthians, that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And I really, the more I think about that word, for our sins, the more it moves me. Because, um, it, you know, it's, it seems, you know, when I first read it, it seems kind of simple. And I don't, I don't understand what's in that for, for our sins. I want to I go deeper. I want some more meat. I want some, I want some more around that. But that word, for our sins, it very nicely displays the sacrifice of God. Not for his own sins, but for our sins. It displays his love and his grace and his mercy to do that for us. Not for anything, for our sins sins. Um, and I, I, I love to think about that because that's how I, ex- I experience and I know the true love of the gospel. He died for me and he died for you. Um, and that's huge. It's hugely important. So then I get back to what I was saying in the beginning. I'm more and I'm more convinced that when I go there to the gospel, I feel like everything else in the Christian life is going to work itself out according to that. God is glorified in it. I'm strengthened in it. And if that's what's important about life, then that's, I want to stay there. And the reason I'm, I want to talk about this and I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this with you is because a lot of times it can be easy to think that that's just too general and generic, the gospel. Life is about the gospel. What does that mean? Aren't there more... Are there more strategies that I have to go by? Some different conventions that I have to embrace and, and follow? What, 
what different principles that I got to... It just seems too general to say the gospel. What is, you're wanting to know what that means. But I don't think it is, I don't think it is too general. I think when we, when we spend our efforts and our energies thinking about that deeply and learning it, we have to learn it, in a sense. Learn the gospel and all its implications for our lives in different aspects here and there. It's not as general and generic as we might first think. Um, the gospel ties into every aspect of life. The way you, you love your friends and family, um, your work ethic, the way you love your wives, your husbands, your children's, the way you just go about your daily life day in and day out, the gospel has all these ties and connections to that. So it's not, it's basic, but very, it's very deep. That's what it is. It's very deep. So it's basic, but it's deep. So then if I want to kind of wrap it all up and put it in a statement, I think it's, I say it like this, that our lives are about glorifying God by living fruitful Christian lives out of the strength um, that God provides through the gospel. And the reason I want to know that and I want you to know that is because I don't want anyone or myself to look elsewhere. I don't want to go anywhere else for that. Um, Books, spouses, friends, family. I I want to go to the gospel first, and I want you to to do that as well. So, the, so my encouragement then is, if this could be an application in a sense, is just don't ever stop going to there. Don't ever stop going there. Keep and you do whatever you have to do. I don't. I don't know what your lives look at, look like day in and day out. But whatever you have to do to go there, do that. Meditate on it. Journal about it. Put something up on your window about it when you look at it every day in the mirror. Talk about it with your friends. Learn it in and out to figure out. How does this get here in my heart every day? Glorifying God, getting our strength in that glory, all by the gospel. It's all by the gospel. So let me pray for us. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to the gospel. God, I pray that you be glorified and magnified um, in our lives. God, and I pray that we find strength in that, in your being glorified, that we find strength and that our lives would be focused towards you, that we live fruitful Christian lives uh, as we, we go from this place and we go back to work and we go about all the different daily activities that we experience of the day. I pray that will be strengthened by the gospel and to your glory. Um, and help us, Lord, because we can't do it on our own and we can't get it from anywhere else. Paul says that you are the one who is able to strengthen us by the gospel. It's your power, it's your might um, that we're always relying upon. So I pray that we go there daily. Teach us what it means. Teach us how it uh, affects and impacts and has implications for all areas of our life, and then let us live out of that. Pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.